and welcome to the Orchard Church Family Ministry Podcast. My name is Jason Holmes, and I serve as the family's pastor here at the Orchard Church. We are helping you make disciples in the home. Now, this podcast and all of its previous episodes can be found on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, we've had some incredible guests on the podcast, and today is no exception. Today, we have something that we call the DCs in high school. We call them the discipleship coordinators in the high school ministry at the Orchard Church. And so our guest today, are Dylan Jones and Hannah Valentino. Hey guys, how are you? Doing well, Jason. How are you? Doing fine, doing fine. Hannah, how are you? So good. Good to see you. Yes, absolutely. So as we begin here, let's start by just give me a brief, maybe two minutes or less version of your story. What brought you to this area? How are you? How'd you become a part of the Orchard Church? I guess I'll go first. Yeah, so I moved to Memphis about a year and a half ago um, after I graduated from Mississippi State University. Uh, I got connected with the Orchard through family members who served in our high school ministry. I showed up one Sunday uh, to come and visit, and my aunt that serves in our high school ministry as one of our small group leaders was like, hey, let me introduce you. Um, And then through a series of interviews and a couple of weeks later, I was hired on uh, on staff. So I've been on staff for about a year and a half now. Cool. Hannah, what's your story? So I was at Liberty University when I met another church here in Bellevue and left school, packed up my things, moved to Memphis unexpectedly, started working there. And then through mutual friends, got connected with the orchard and started here about five months ago. Awesome. Hey, tell me this. Hannah, let's start with you. Give me, a, give me a snippet of how Jesus has changed your life. Yeah, so in high school, the Lord changed my life. Um, I started living for Him then. And because of that, I have a huge heart for high schoolers. Um, it's a tough age group, and you get caught up in the wrong things. So that's when He kind of grabbed my attention, and I started living for Him then. DJ, what about you, buddy? Yeah, man. I, I grew up in the church. Um, like I was nine months in the womb in the church. Like that was me. Um, but I didn't really experience what a relationship was like with the Lord until I got involved in student ministry. Um, it was eighth grade at a Disciple Now weekend that I really experienced what true worship was, what it meant to really study the Word. Um, and from then on, uh, it wasn't always the easiest. Um, I still would find times where I would try to find my identity in, in other people and in, in relationships and in girls and stuff like that, like a typical high school guy is. Um, and it wasn't until probably college that I realized, like, man, like my identity is, is truly found in Christ. And that's where um, I really started focusing on, like, man, I want to serve him. I want to live for him. So, yeah. Give me an idea. I mean, you, you're, you're coming alongside high school students. What does it mean to have a relationship with Jesus? Uh, DJ, let's start with you. Yeah, so it wasn't mean to have a relationship with Jesus. Um, for a high school student, it's it's living your life that glorifies Him. Um, it, it's realizing that this life isn't about you, um, but it's about Him. And, and for all things that we do, whether it's um, in the classroom or it's on the football field or, or whatever, like you should be living your life to glorify Him and, and knowing that you have hope in Him. So I, I would go as far as to say that. Um, it's, it's living for him in every aspect, um, in the big moments and even in the little moments. 
I think in today's world too, I mean, students can get so caught up in living for themselves. They can get so caught up in um, trying to do more to be to be acceptable by God or to be, you know, they've got this, this wrong idea of what the gospel really is. And, and so when you understand what it means to truly trust and follow Christ, then those chains are gone. And now there's a freedom in Christ, but a freedom to really then in turn love and serve and and love your neighbor and to love the Lord and to to honor those around you. And it, it's really so funny, but it, it's the it's the flip side. And, and as a high school student, you know, so many times people try to earn their way in, but the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness of Christ, it just changes everything. And DJ, I think you said it, but it now provides a life of hope and not just in this life, but in the life to come. Um, hey, tell me this. What is, we talk about the DCs all the time, the phrase, and we talk about discipleship coordinator. What is a discipleship coordinator at the Orchard Church? And I, I'll, I'll go as far as answer. I feel like we do it all. Uh, we we might speak some on stage. We're going to come live life with students. We're going to come alongside small group leaders and come alongside the parents. Uh, we may be put in a position where we have to build random crazy stuff, such as a wall that says United on it. Um, we'll get phone calls in the middle of the night saying, DJ Hannah, I have this girl or, or guy trouble. Give me advice. So it's it's doing it all, but for the most part, it's pointing it's pointing students to the hope that's found in Christ, and it's it's pointing students to Jesus and, and getting to live life with them. Yeah, it's doing life with them, but pointing them to Christ along the way. Um, it's the coffees and crying over a breakup, or it's going to lacrosse games or whatever it may be. Um, but along the way, we're um, pointing them to Christ. Mm -hmm. What does it mean when you hear the term family of missionary servants sent to make disciples of Jesus? What does that mean to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say a family of missionary servants sent to make disciples. I mean, you have a, a group of believers who, who love one another, want to push one another, um, in their, their daily walks. Um, but it's not just about them, but it's, it's about glorifying the Lord and, and doing that through making disciples, through living life together. Uh, so we want to be a family of missionary servants. Like we are, um, servants called to go and, and make disciples. I mean, ultimately like that's, that's what we're doing. We're, we're serving the Lord. We're looking to glorify him in that way. And in that aspect, yeah, we're called to live on mission. So doing life with people, pointing them to Christ and making disciples and those disciples making other disciples. That's our calling. Well, let me ask you guys this. So I, I know that we're in the COVID days right now and, and who knows how long those hold on. I know that you guys are you're desperately wanting to spend time and reconnect with students and their and the leaders and the families and things like that. But I mean, what's it what's it been like for you and what are you looking forward to in the days ahead? Yeah. Um, COVID was rough. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm a big people person. I miss people. Um, I miss getting to see people and getting to hang out with people. And so being the, the kind of person that I am, it was rough having to sit out of house and not having a lot to do. But there's also a lot of really cool moments, Jason. Um, I got a text message kind of the week that uh, we went into quarantine from students saying, hey, we want to study the word. We're hungry for the word. Um, and so it started off as like an every night almost kind of ordeal where we 
picked a book of the Bible. It was me and about 12 other high school students. Uh, and we walked through the book of Hebrews. Um, and then we started walking through the book of First Samuel. Um, and then I, I started challenging them to say, hey, you're going to lead this chapter. You're going to, to read it. You're going to exegete it. You're going to come up with discussion questions. Um, you're going to see how we can apply it to our, to our lives. And it was really cool. And it was a really cool moment because I started seeing students who were hungry, but then they also were leading, uh, which was something I've been praying for just for months on months on months on end. And so finally to see that come into fruition out of a situation where it was like, you probably typically wouldn't see it. Um, so that was, that was a really cool moment. Uh, but I look forward just to get, getting to be back with everybody uh, getting to hang out and spend time with students. Uh, I miss them dearly um, and, and getting to, to even build up relations with with parents. Parents, if I don't know you yet, I look forward to getting to know you more and hang out with you and spend time with y'all as well. Hannah, let's take a little spin on you. I mean, obviously, you've actually now at the Orchard Church, you've been on staff longer inside of COVID than you have before the COVID days. And so what's that been like for you? Yeah, so I had a month on staff at church before COVID, and now I've had months on staff outside of church. So it's been very different, um, not obviously what we anticipated. Um, so it's been hard to kind of build relationships over Zooms and just over the phone and stuff like that. So it's been um, definitely different and unique, but it's been sweet. I started discipleship with a few students over this COVID season. So that's been super sweet. Um, but it is definitely hard when what you do revolves around people and you can't be with your people. So yeah, it's weird, but we're, we're working through it. Yeah. And let me say to both of you, I, I see you out at some of the activities we're, we're doing, so the social distancing is, you know, and those, those sorts of things, but I see you there. I see you investing. And I'm just so thankful for that, for that relational equity that you're building, not just with the students, but also the leaders and then, then the, also the families as well. Hey, let me ask you guys this. What energizes you when it comes to partnering with our small group leaders at the Orchard Church? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and answer that. Um, I know when I was in high school, uh, the adults and the, the small group leaders that were a part of the student ministry that I was involved in really uh, poured in my life and invested in my life. Like I still keep up with them to this day. And so uh, to see small group leaders, um, for instance, like our former freshman leaders, now sophomore leaders, watching them walk four years with this group that, that they have, Hopefully it's, it's one of the cool things. I, I love seeing how they like not only will just be with them on Sunday mornings, but then they'll shoot out an encouraging message saying, hey, like, does anybody want to go grab lunch uh, after church, you know, on, on Sunday? Or, or they'll send out an encouraging message saying like, hey, guys, I hope you all have a great day at school, you know, uh, or if something happens in their life saying, hey, like, don't don't be afraid to reach out to us. Um, so I love, I love seeing that. Um, it, it encourages me because I think about how like, man, when these guys go off to college, they can still rely on these people as well. They can still rely on, uh, the Metcalfs and the Messers and, and those kind of people who are investing in their life. Uh, because I think back to people who invested in me, like a guy named Ryan Parks, who I still keep in touch with him and his wife because that's how much they mean to me. Yeah. Um, it's, 
the biggest joy to partner with small group leaders. It's so cool and so exciting to partner with them and leading these students and doing life with them. Um, like Dylan said, I still keep up with the ones that impacted my life in high school. And these small group leaders are truly impacting these students, uh, maybe more than they know. So it's cool to partner with them and walk alongside them going through life with these students and watching them just be with them and be um, intentional. It's sweet. Yeah. So let me ask you this, guys. What is in, in a few words, what is discipleship and why is it important? When, when I think of the word discipleship, I think living life, living life with, with one another. Um, it's, it's you follow me as I follow Jesus while you also follow Jesus. Um, you know, I, naturally they like, uh, when I, when I ask somebody to come disciple me or not disciple me, when I ask somebody to come join like a disciple group, our discipling relationship with me, I'm saying, Hey, like, let's go live life together. You know, like, let's, let's go study the word, but like, let me also come support you in your basketball game or in your soccer game. Uh, let me, you know, come alongside you in the good moments, but also in, in the, the bad moments as well. Um, and it's, it's, you know, you follow me as I follow Jesus while you also follow Jesus as well. So I couldn't have said it any better. I mean, it's doing life with them and pointing them to Christ and them also pointing others to Christ. Um, so it's doing life with them. Yeah, I think also there's this element of when you build that re relationship with them, there's that element of vulnerability that says, hey, you know, I don't have it all together. It's the same way with partnering with parents. You want them to say, hey, I make mistakes too. And when I do, I have to own up to that. I have to apologize. I have to, I, I, I need, there's a daily repentance in my life. I mean, it's those things that point, in this case, the student back to Christ that says, hey, you know, you, this is, this is not a, you got saved at some point and now go do things like you want. No, this is an ongoing relationship with Christ. It's that daily repentance. It's that daily uh, reminder that daily awareness, a greater awareness of God's holiness and a greater awareness of man's sinfulness. And then realizing what Christ did for us uh, uh, through the cross. And now that, that daily life with him and in Christ. I love that Ephesians chapter one element of all those things that you have in Christ, all those spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms. But Hey, let me, let's, let's have a little fun here. We're going to do a little, the DC most likely to. So let's think for a second. Currently we have we have Hannah, the high school girls discipleship coordinator, DJ, the high school guys discipleship coordinator. Let's also use DP, the middle school boys discipleship coordinator, and then Mara, the middle school girls discipleship coordinator. So I'm just going to do a little popcorn, ask a, a phrase. Instantly, you speak out the name that comes to mind off the top of the head. For example, the DC most likely to be drinking coffee. That's Hannah. Me. <laughs> that's Hannah. That's, that's an easy one. I mean, she's always got her coffee mug. Okay. The, DC, the DC that is the first to speak to somebody. DJ or DP. They're I'd, both good at speaking. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. It's probably me or DP. The DC that is the most competitive. Oh, DP. Hands down. Like, he does not like to lose. <laughs> I remember when I first came to Orchard, him and I had a ping pong contest. 
And we went at it until someone eventually won. But I'm pretty sure I won. I'm not sure, though. We'll see. The DC who is always working behind the scenes. That's Mara. Mara is the the behind the scenes person. And and I don't think she intends for it to be that way. It just somehow happens. How about this? The DC that always seems to take control. CJ. Me, yeah, he's a great leader. He steps up and takes initiative. How about this? The DC that is the most team player. As DP, DP, yeah, DP probably. It's he's a big team guy. Uh, Love having him. The DC who always wants the microphone. It's probably me or DP. Yeah, it it goes between the two of us. Let's all right. Let's let's do a little deep dive on staff culture here. Same thing. The DC who the DC who is most likely to uh, model selfless service. I probably got to go DP on that end. I I see a guy who you don't even have to ask him to to do something. If he sees it, he's going to go do it. Um, and he's not. It's not about him. He's not going to. He he doesn't care whether or not you see it. He's just he's doing it. Um. So, yeah, I, I would say DP, hands down. I would honestly say DJ, DP, and Mara. Um, like, truthfully, they are always in one shape or form, one way or another, always doing kind of like what Dylan said. Um, when they see a need, they'll step in. Um, well, they'll and- whatever they need to do, whatever is going on, and they will meet a student where they are, or whatever it may be, and... Just be there and selflessly serve. And, and I'll even echo that as well. Hannah and Mara, I mean, they both are always there. Like You can always reach out to them. You can always, you know, whatever needs to be done, they're going to go do it. Hmm. Uh, that was good. Hey, how about this? The DC most likely to have the dedication to discipleship. DJ. Only because I see him in like, the high school realm. I don't really see the middle school world much, but he's very intentional with students and pouring into them, like with the Bible study that started over COVID season and things like that. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he has like two or three discipleship groups. So he's just very good at being intentional and pouring into students. Well, and I, I would say as a, as DCs, all three, all three, of Hannah, Mara, and DP all have that same quality of dedication to discipleship. They're all already trying to make make disciples of of other students, and, and that's a that's a really cool moment. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not just me. It's it's everybody. It's it's the whole team. Well, you probably know where I'm going with this, but then DC most likely to live out energy and excellence. I mean. It, kind of continues that that process i mean it's it's a hannah mara and dp as well like they they live out that that energy and excellence what they they do is they want to do it well like i I think back to when we were building the wall uh united weekend and hannah had to trace out everything and um when she was tracing that out it was like it didn't matter how long it took she was going to do it and she was going to do it well um and that's just an example you know i know when they were building the wall you know, DP was, was up here late at night. Um, I mean, we, we 
literally took the stage and put up plastic and had to go back and mud it and all that. Um, but was, was willing to stay up here till, you know, if it had to one or two in the morning and then Mara doing a lot of the behind the scenes work, um, that stuff that we don't always see, um, and, and we'll still even be on stage, you know, so, and with a smile. Let me ask this question. What's an encouragement that you would give high school families today? Especially during pre-COVID season, I'll say this, don't lose heart. Um, It's super easy, I think, during this time to get depressed, get down, get upset. Don't. Um, Remember who's still on the throne. It's it's King Jesus, and he's always going to be on the throne no matter what. Um, And so I say this to, to students and parents as well. Be at peace, all is well. Jesus is king, because that's true. Like, like having this understanding that Jesus is on the throne, and like, you know, he he is in control over everything. Um, yes, like you should trust him with your life, but also trust him with the details of life. You know, like Jason Holmes always tells me that, like the details, even in the small moments um, and things that man you may not even understand. Uh, that's, that's a big testimony and part of my testimony of my life, man, I, I may not understand what's happening. I may not understand why things happen, but I know that the Lord's plan is, is good and great and perfect. Uh, and his, his plan is far better than my plan will ever be. Um, and so that, that would be my hope. And, and, and that would be my encouragement to y'all is just remember that Jesus is still on the throne. Yeah, I would say pursue him always, um, in the details and the, hard times and the hard days that are looking down and when things aren't looking right. Um, and then in the great days when it's looking incredible, um, and all things seek him, um, be in constant prayer, be in his word, spend time with him, um, just pursue him and trust him. Mm, That's great. Thank y'all. Hey, let me ask you this. What's your favorite scripture or what's your favorite scripture today? I I love this is and this is my life first. I love Ephesians six nineteen and twenty. It says it says pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For this I'm ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I should. Um, and Paul writes this. This is comes after um, the uh, armor of God, and it's kind of the the last section of it, but. If you think about how powerful the gospel is, like it is life changing, you know, it is heart changing, it is life changing. And Paul's saying, Hey, pray that man, when I open my mouth, when I speak, that the boss that the gospel is boldly proclaimed. Um, and, and that's a verse that I, I really want to live by is this fact is the sense of like, man, I want to proclaim the gospel wherever I go, whether it's on stage on a Wednesday night or it's you know, in Kroger when I'm buying bananas, you know, I want to proclaim the gospel uh, and not only just to students, but to parents and small group leaders and, and people as well. So that's a good word, Dylan. Um, gosh, there are too many to think of right now, but I think one of my favorite verses is Hebrews 12, 28 through 29. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Um, Things of this world 
are not a firm foundation. Um, they will never satisfy. They will never be a firm foundation, but the kingdom of God is, and he is our steady rock. And so because of that, we offer to him um, reverence and awe because he is worthy of that. And he is a consuming fire. And when I hear that verse, I'm just brought to awe and thankfulness and worship. So I love that verse. Yeah, that's so good. Thanks. I, you know, I love the way you guys honor, you love, cherish, honor the word of God, not just to put it in your heart, but to live it out. I mean, I think about those scriptures like Psalm 1911 or Psalm 119, 105 or Hebrews 412 or 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17. I just, I, I love the way it overflows from your life. And let me ask this. I, I left one out earlier, but DC most likely to show humility and honor. I mean, in every, like, I feel like all of the answers, we just keep saying all of everyone, but really the whole team, I can think back to countless times when I see each and every one of them serve with humility and honor. Um, yeah. Yeah, Jason, I, I would echo that as well. I mean, it's it's a whole team thing. It's it's not just just one person um, that, that does it. Um, there, there are countless times where, I mean, it's clearly, it's not about themselves. Um, and, and that's one thing, you know, I, like I see, and I, and I love about this team is it's clearly not about us. Um, and I would, I would go as far as to echo it's, it's a whole team thing. Well, that's great. And that, you know, that's what family, I think about that Philippians too. do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but consider others as more important than yourselves. I love that. I love to see the team coming together. I love to see the team partnering together. I love the way when I see the DCs together and just, you know, investing in students and leaders and families, but being a, a disciple, making disciples who make disciples. And that's what we are, a family of missionary servants sent to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Listen, I am so thankful for you both, DJ and Hannah. I'm so thankful because you're already a part of my family, right? But uh, your partnership in the gospel and the way I see you investing in the students and the families of our church, I'm just so, so thankful for what the Lord is doing in you. And so any, any last word that you want to share? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll just say this. I, I just want to give this encouragement to students and to parents and everybody else who's watching it, just to, to love God, love others, make disciples. You know, that's that's what we're called to do. Um, love God first and love others. And as you're loving others, and make disciples. Uh, man, I think if we, we want to see a real change, man, go and live life with, with people. And, and as you're doing that, point them to the hope that's found in Jesus. Yeah, pursue him always. Um and bring others alongside of you as you're following him and seek him in all things. Well, I'm thankful. And regardless of where you are out there, you can indeed love God, love others and make disciples. And you can partner with us on this podcast, the Orchard Church Family Ministry Podcast, where we're helping you make disciples in your home. And as a reminder, this podcast and all of the previous episodes can be found on Google or Apple or Spotify or YouTube or wherever you find your podcast. But in the meantime, let's partner together and let's indeed love God, love others, and make disciples. Right, guys? Right. It's been a pleasure. You're a joy to partner with. See you guys. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, Jason. Bye. Bye.